Hello and welcome to the Football Ramble. Spurs are heading back to Wembley, but this time it's for a cup final. It's Wednesday the 6th of Jan. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Mr Pete Fecht. And I'm Vidushina Hunter-Raja. Yes, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Vish. Happy New Year, Pete. How has the start to 2021 been for you, Vish? Been just as terrible as the end of 2020. <laughs> uh, no, it's been all right, actually. Um, I I was trying to think back to where I was this time last year, uh, and I realised I was in a vineyard in South Africa, so I stopped oh, trying to remember no. where I was this time last year. Facebook <laughs> no. memories, man, they're awful. <laughs> Oh, that, that's, I swear that's the only thing Facebook's still around for, isn't it, Pete? Reliving <laughs> old photos when we could actually have a life. Yeah, and also failures in my life as well. I, I always <laughs> like, to, like to put them on Facebook walls. <laughs> um, so it's the 6th of Jan. Do we still say Happy New Year? I feel like I don't know when you stop doing that. Do you know what I mean? Like if I haven't seen someone and it's like the end of Jan, I think I'm still going to say Happy New Year, Vish. Yeah, I think so. I've realised, so my birthday's next month and... Ooh. I've, I'm I'm quite late when it comes to saying Happy New Year. I kind of go right to the end of January. So sometimes when people used to wish me Happy Birthday, I'll be like, Oh, and to you too. <laughs> so I, I need to like cut. I need to cut it off as soon as possible. Really, I reckon the second week of January. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd have that. I, I only just got a, a, my main Christmas present yesterday, uh, which was a, a samurai sword from uh, my oh. partner. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I'm now that man who loves Japan and who owns a samurai sword. Get I, me I my feel... Japanese schoolgirl pants bought from a vending machine. I've, I've, I've <laughs> I feel achieved like I need it. to know more about this. What are you planning to do with said sword? Well, well you'll see in the news, Jules. You'll see in the news. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I like how Vish has got it in nice and early that it's his birthday next month. You absolute yeah, beg. Pathetic. Well, no, Begging you've got, I've got Only you would turn my own birthday against me. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Just putting it out there. If people want to buy me gifts, if, if sponsors want to come in, I've heard mm. you and Mason on the idents of different shows. Oh, I've got my TV now. Oh, <laughs> I want, my, I want so mine. jealous. In 2021, I'm getting mine. All right, we'll see how that works out. We'll see how that works out. Um, look, Spurs are off to a great start to the new year, though, aren't they? They are in the final of the League Cup. They beat Brentford mm. by two goals to nil last night. Sissoko and Son on the score sheet for Tottenham. It was a great team performance from Spurs. I think that heading into the game, obviously, the whole narrative was about whether or not Jose Mourinho would deliver Tottenham a trophy. And they're one step closer now, Pete. Yeah, he's he really is a, a, a cup manager. <laughs> he's kind of given up on <laughs> bothering the leagues or the Champions League, but so now he's very much... He, he just loves a domestic trophy, a domestic uh, cup, doesn't he? I, I, I did kind of feel sorry for uh, for, for Brentford because um, it would have been lovely to see them uh, in a final. But, I mean, when you're not tracking your man, I think it was Yanelt who was supposed to be uh, looking after... Um, uh, I think it was Sissoko uh, for the header uh, for the first goal. I hope he enjoyed Daru's sandstorm because he deserved everything he got for not tracking Sissoko. He's, he's, he's not, you wouldn't sort of say that Sissoko is the best header of the ball in Spurs' ranks. But uh, yeah, if you're going to leave him unmarked, I think I probably could have finished that one. Yeah, he had a lot of space, didn't he? Just kind of perfectly mm. got in between the two defenders, didn't he? Sissoko, a nice early goal in there. But I feel like uh, Pete's right, isn't he, Vish, that sort of everyone bar actual Spurs fans sort of became a Brentford fan at the end of last season and it almost felt mm. like 
last night most people wanted them to go through we all love an underdog don't we but it just wasn't meant to be it wasn't their night um and VAR was part of that as well wasn't it I think that obviously Brentford being in the championship they're not used to having VAR ruin a lot of their games um so last night it was a a little uh, welcome into potentially the future if they get promoted next year or this year should I say yeah, yeah. I suppose that's one that's one way of looking at it. Here's what you're gonna is what you have to get used to. <laughs> this is what um, you got to look forward to. It is weird though that um it, it was only in play not not just VAI but also extra time as well was only in play from this round onwards. It was almost like mm. this is the most important bit. <laughs> we don't really care about the other stuff. I was at the um I was at the Man City Arsenal game where Man City scored a goal that sh- that would have been disallowed for VAR. I mean it didn't matter because they were running rings around Arsenal. But um yeah, yesterday was a shame. I mean, it, it was offside. Yeah. That's, but it's the, it, yeah, it's just the fact that we lost that little bit of, that bit of edge, that bit of jeopardy. But, mm. I mean, that's what Spurs are becoming. They're just destroyer of dreams. I mean, <laughs> not necessarily for Spurs fans outright, but, you know, that was, a, I thought that was a very, um, you know, very calculated and, and very professional performance from them and kind of what we've come to expect, really. Uh, you mm. know, I, I know we've talked about the aberrations that have been like the Palace game, that Liverpool game as well, um, where they've you know conceded because they haven't, or well, they've conceded their wins because they haven't pushed on and kind of stamped them with any authority after getting that first goal quite early on. But they did that yesterday, didn't they? Um, it's weird though, isn't it? They just like there's an inevitability to them, and it's you know I was thinking about this the other day that <clears throat> you kind of you, we can say that they're not as fun as they could be, but I suppose they're as good as they can be, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that right now, I mean, when we think about the second goal last night with Son when he was in on goal, one-on-one with the keeper, I don't think there's any player right now on current form that you would prefer to be in that position. I know Jim was saying yesterday on, on the show that he was, uh, sorry, it was Monday, I think, that he's scared of Ronaldo. Is Son now at risk of becoming a similarly terrifying, ruthless bastard under Mourinho? <laughs> he's, well, I think the way that he finished that off uh, last night, one touch to take it in the direction away from the defender, uh, which was the, the the telling one for me. One to set the ball up for for a hit, and the finish was was just delicious as well. The the one on one because he's so two footed. Um, defenders and certainly the goalkeeper so do not know which way you're, he's going to uh, uh, hit yeah. it. So, wow! And 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 on um, on the cross for the first actually Regulon. Um, what a frowny crosser that man is. I wish he'd cheer up. He's talking <laughs> he about like Jose Mourinho turning his club into like these kind of like automatons, these miserable automatons. Have a smile when you put the ball in for crying out loud. It was a glorious cross. Searching. Sissoko didn't have to do anything. He just stood where he was. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I think he was upset because he had to eat his own piglet. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'll have to finish it off now. I mean, I am still convinced that that piglet was alive when it entered Reguilón's house. <laughs> I mean, like, I've got to back you up here because when when it was put to me as a piglet, I thought, well, mm, I mean, yeah, it's live, be, it? maybe it is like a little, like a like a teacup pig or something like that. Oh, yeah. don't. Um, and then, <laughs> and yeah, maybe you can eat it, you know, but you wouldn't want to, would you? No, like, you know, I, I, had, I had pet rabbit. You buy him a ham. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I had a pet rabbit when I was younger. Um, we had two. I had one, and my brother had one, and we had to give them away. Because one of them bit my brother, but that wasn't the worst bit. One of them bit my brother, so as re- retribution, my brother bit the rabbit back. Oh what? <laughs> yeah, rabbit pie. 
Vish, <laughs> whose rabbit hit, uh, bit your brother? Let, let's be very clear on whose rabbit bit your brother. Whose rabbit was trained to bite a man? <laughs> was it yours or your brother's? It was Jose Mourinho's rabbit. <laughs> he, <laughs> gave it, he brought it into our home. No, it was, my, it was my brother's own rabbit. He was just terrible at looking after it. And I and right. he, he had enough, yeah. God, that is, I mean, wow. If your rabbits don't even want to live with you, I definitely wouldn't want to live with you, Vish. <laughs> don't say that like I've invited you to live with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be your support bubble, Jules, because you would never, you would never be mine. <laughs> you would never, never show me that kind of consideration. I'll look after Pablo. Oh, <laughs> little Pablo, he's off. He's off to daycare today, by the way, guys. He's uh, he's, he's out daycare. the house for the day. Yeah. Oh, Can't have him around the house when I'm doing the ramble, can I? Didn't they shut down the schools? <laughs> what did you say, Vish? They shut down the schools. What are you sending this poor, poor kid into the wild? <laughs> we need the help. We need the help. Um, well, look, Jose Mourinho becomes the first manager not called Ron to make a League Cup final with three different clubs. Yeah, Ron I mean, Atkinson did it. Ron Saunders did it. And now Jose Ron Mourinho. It's actually his middle name, Vish. What? Ron is Jose Mourinho's middle name. No, it's not. You're lying no, to me. It's not. It's really not. <laughs> Vish has only just mastered how to say his name. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just got used to the first bit, the hard J. Now you're introducing somebody else into the mix. <laughs> I really felt for uh, Brentford, but but more importantly, I, I really felt for uh, Ivan Tony because his toe on his knee was offside, hilariously. Or, or certainly just <laughs> his knee. But it's terrible, but I do hope he does. He, he manages to to make it in the English top flight. He's got everything uh, to succeed. He's he scored goals wherever he was, and 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 actually Newcastle United on a, on a personal level, their entire approach to the under twenty three development has changed simply because they let Ivan Tony slip through their fingers and players like Adam Armstrong, um, mm. you know, they, they were in a position where they couldn't uh, allow twenty, uh, you know, under twenty threes to 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 make a make a make a break for the for the first team. So they've changed that all around. Peter Beasley's out for other reasons, and uh, I think Steve Harper is <laughs> looking after them at the moment. And so, so yeah, I, I think he's got everything uh, it, it takes to succeed uh, in the Premier League with Brentford or with someone else potentially. Jules, yeah. can I um can I bring Go something on. up that you mentioned yesterday? You were saying that you reckon he's better than Ollie Watkins. I just think he's got everything. I I really like a big, strong kind of towering centre forward in the box, someone that you can use as a target man. I've seen a lot of Ollie Watkins this year and watched a lot of him in the Championship last year. They're they're obviously completely different players, aren't they? But there's just something about Ivan Tony from watching him this year. The amount of goals he scored, he's top scorer in the Championship heading into last weekend at least. Um. And just he's just absolutely brilliant, in my opinion. I think that for someone so tall, he's got such a, a lovely sort of balance about the way he plays. And he just seems so composed on the ball as well. So I, I've, I'm with um, Pete on this. I think that he can go all the way, play in the Premier League and, and be banging in, hopefully, lots of goals for a Premier League team one day soon. And whether or not that's Brentford or whether that's somewhere else that he potentially moves to, um, we'll wait and see. What, what do you think of him, Vish? Do you think he's um, he can cut it in the top flight? Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, the fact that before we moved to Brentford, there were people seriously looking at him because of what he was doing at Peterborough. Um, so, I mean, and that would have been a jump of, uh, you know, a couple of flights. So that's that says a lot that, you know, people can look at him, do it at that level and think, well, yeah, he's got all the attributes, uh, all the attributes that you've outlined just then to make it as a Premier League striker. Um 
we obviously know he's going to score a hat-trick when he plays against Newcastle. That's almost a given now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He's actually only five foot ten. I was just looking. For some he reason, really? he just seems so much bigger than that to me. I thought he was mm. like a, like six foot two or something. He's got such a presence, hasn't he? Yeah, presence is the right word. Yeah, he'd make a really good like band frontman, wouldn't he? Because he just looks the <laughs> like when he was. Bear in mind, you know, Spurs don't have a short, particularly short, like you know, middle pairing. Um, mm. Although I suppose they did yesterday with Sanchez, isn't particularly the tallest. But yeah, he seemed to kind of he looked like he was always a threat through his through his presence, really beyond like anything that he was doing with regarding regarding making runs or jumping up for headers and stuff like that. Mm. That might be it, actually. He might have an incredible leap on him and we're just fooled into thinking he's um, taller than he is. I might yeah. work on that, actually. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> when that goal was ruled off, though, for um, for being marginally offside by his kneecap, bless him, uh, Thomas Frank, I was watching his face because, again, it's not something that Brentford are, are used to in the Championship and I really wanted to see his reaction what I got was even more ferocious chewing from the manager because did you see him? The chew on him. I mean, that chewing gum, I wonder how many times he had to replace it during the 90 minutes, Pete. Have you seen those kind of Instagram adverts for the um, jaw definers? They're just bits of useless rubber that you chew on to make your uh, jaw more defined. I don't know why I what? get served those uh, served those what? adverts. I, I quite like my jawline, but um, yeah, there's little lumps of chewy of like um, rubber, like kind of like vulcanized rubber that you chew on um, from China. And uh, yeah, all the influencers are doing it to get to get a better jawline. Two minutes I every had day. No for idea. A, for a big silly chin to get yourself a big silly chin. So can you like overdo it? Yeah. <laughs> End up looking like the guy from Doom. Imagine yeah. if you only you only chewed on like the right hand side, so you ended up with a Nadal situation. Do you remember when one of his arms was massive? <laughs> yes. And you'd end up with like just Brilliant. your right jaw huge. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so I've just you've put Nadal in my head and like just I'm thinking of this really built up like left side of your jaw. This really feeble right side. Mm. In the pit at the <laughs> Formula One, just undoing bolts and nuts. <laughs> uh. Um, <laughs> one of the other things to talk about from the game was that Brentford were actually down to 10 men. De Silva was sent off for a tackle on Pierre-Emile Hoiberg. Um, look, it wasn't it wasn't very nice when you looked at the aftermath of Hoiberg's leg and the tackle at the time. Um, I don't think there's anyone arguing that it was an in- intentional tackle in any way, but it was the reaction from Hoiberg after that got us not talking, didn't it, Vish? Um, angry Hoiberg. That's something we've not seen before. Um, afterwards, he tweeted this. He said, of course you didn't mean it, so don't worry. I'm a Viking and I'm fine, but you owe me a new shin pad. Uh, he was very nice about it as well. He said, you have a great future ahead of you, Josh De Silva. Be strong. Keep working hard. Big hugs, yeah, oh. Emil Hoiberg, which is very nice of him considering at the time, uh, he certainly looked pretty angry about it. And I asked you, Vish, didn't I, who are you more scared of, angry Hoiberg or me? Well, you don't need to keep rubbing this in. It was on Twitter yesterday. It was on your Instagram stories. Now you want, it, now you want me to admit this in audio. Fine, I am more scared of you than, than Hoiberg. Yeah. Although I did think when he was, when he was subbed off, I didn't realise that he'd been subbed off. I thought they were maybe going to, you know, sometimes they'll take a player out back to the dressing room to pack them up and bring them back out. 
So I thought he was going. I thought he was. I genuinely thought he was chasing him down the tunnel. <laughs> I just like, where did he go? Where did, was he? Do you go this way? And then just going after him. But um, is he in the see-through bar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I uh, that would be a great addition. It'd be like something at a hostel where you could go and like watch the fights. Mm. You could go and watch like Eric Jose Mourinho chasing Eric Dyer when he's going to the toilet. That oh, kind that'd of stuff. be brilliant! <laughs> Got to pay a bit extra for that. Yeah, I, I thought um, I didn't see the tweet actually, but that's that's really good of him because I think you know Lars I thought it was a bit deliberate. <laughs> Did so, you? Well, it was. I thought it was deliberate in the sense that he was um, really? he was clearly trying to chop the ball between his legs, mm. kind of use the heel of his left foot to change direction and hit the ball away to his right. And then he lost his footing and then went catastrophically into, you know, into Hoiberg's shins. Um, and I think when you watch it back, you do see his feet go and he just tries to recover. Mm. And as a result, that ends up studying him and, and studying him quite badly. But um, yeah, I, I don't think he meant to go in for a tackle per se because he had control of the ball. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, well, look, Sissoko got man of the match for his performance, especially after that goal in the first half, nice and early on to give his team the lead and set them on their way to the final. And one of the things that I find quite interesting about this kind of COVID world we're living in at the moment, and Vish and I can, can testify to this because we've been at some of these live games without fans, is that the interviews at the end are done very differently. And so is the man of the match awarding. Obviously, um, we can't hand the award over to that player because we're not allowed to touch <laughs> the trophy. So the players have to actually pick the trophy up themselves. So you, you may have seen it before. Usually the reporter will just say, you're the man of the match, please accept your award and, and off you go. Well, last night, that's exactly what happened. But for some reason, Sissoko felt like he had to actually do a little speech afterwards. Did you see this, Pete? This was brilliant. He thanked he thanked his whole family, didn't he? <laughs> Look, if you can't spend Christmas with your family, dedicate a Man of the Match award to them. Fantastic. Uh, more of that, please. I would like um, footballers, after playing you know, a certain amount of minutes on the field, absolutely exhausted. They've given their all, their, 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 their stomachs full of Gatorade, just giving a confused... <laughs> meandering speech about how much they love their family. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm all over this. <laughs> it was so good, wasn't it, Vish? It was like an Oscar-style speech. I think that I think this should become a criteria. I think if you're man of the match, you have to actually do a speech now. After that, I, I want to see it more. <laughs> I'm going to go one one step further. I reckon you I reckon you should be able to state your case to be man of the match because you know sometimes the man of ma- the man of the match or certainly the man of the match that we perceive while watching a game isn't necessarily the one who's on the winning team. Yeah. And I mm. reckon you should have maybe like four or five people allowed to go up and tell people why they think they should be the man of the match. Because I reckon, I reckon you can get some people who, who'd actually be quite good at selling themselves <laughs> and would just kind of subsist on having maybe a six out of ten game and being like, right, this is, why, this is my chance to shine now. <laughs> who, who do you think would be good at that, Vish? Who, who'd, who'd be the one? Well, who's, who's quite good on Twitter? I suppose Hoiberg's quite good on Twitter, as we found <laughs> out. Um, Peter Crouch would have done well in his career, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, of all sorts. <laughs> uh, Roy Keane would have been quite bad, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> The list is endless. The list is endless. Um, All right. Well, well done to Spurs. They're going to the final. We'll talk a little bit more about Manchester United facing Man City in the other semi-final, which is later on tonight in a bit. Uh, But first, let's talk about the transfer window. It's open and there's been a few Mm. decent shenanigans happening already. I think what's um, 
What's probably a bit more exciting about this January transfer window is there are some huge names whose contracts expire this summer, which means this January window is the first time they can really start talking to other clubs, the likes of um, Sergio Ramos, Messi's on that list, Aguero's on that list, uh, David Alaba's on that list, I think. There are so many amazing players that could potentially be leaving clubs where they have spent the majority of their careers and be going on to pastures new. Um, Now, Sergio Ramos is just doing what he does best and just stirring (laughs) the pot a little bit, which I love. Um, He's reportedly refused a contract extension at Real Madrid, and it's claimed that in a meeting with the Real Madrid president, Florentino Perez, he apparently said that someone from PSG has told him that they're going to create a great team with him and Messi. So Ramos <laughs> and Messi going to PSG to join Pochettino. Oh my God, Pete. Imagine it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that um, in the meeting with the, the head honshaw, he got a yellow card. <laughs> like, just, <I> mean, <laughs> he probably probably did as well for, for that statement. I mean, PSG and Pochettino, it's, it's starting to sound a little bit like a FIFA, like Legends pack opening, isn't it? It's kind of like, I know. <laughs> like, look at all these amazing players we can assemble. But, you know, Real do, do want to lighten their wage bill. I don't necessarily know why Real Madrid would want um, Sergio Ramos next season. There needs to be a change in the guard. Um, they need to find someone else and, and he is very expensive. But would this be a Thiago Silva situa- style situation? Would a Premier League team have a crack at him or, or would, uh, you know, I mean, he'd probably be able to hand him himself in Ligue 1, but um, I'd like to see him in, in the Premier League for somebody like Villa or something. That'd be fantastic. Apparently, Man City have said that Ramos is an interesting option that's what the reports are saying anyway Vish can could you see him coming to the Premier League yeah I reckon so I reckon so he keeps himself in in, in good nick doesn't he mate mm. good nick that's the understatement of the year so far <laughs> you've seen the state of that body oh my god <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah is that Brassel in a fur coat I know it's mad um, <laughs> but he uh but yeah so like I mean I reckon he could do a job I also reckon I <laughs> He's had an incredible, I'm going to caveat this, he's had an incredible career, he's won many things and he has done a lot for Real Madrid and Spain. That being said, if he was going to have a dramatic fall from grace, Mm. I would like it to be in the Premier League and I would like (laughs) him to set some kind of red card record. I don't know what the most number of red cards in a season is, but I'd like him to double it. I reckon (laughs) he'd easily do that. Yeah, and I think just having him around, it's like... It wouldn't be quite like the Balotelli thing, but you'd feel like you'd have to watch every game he played to mm. be like, right, what's he going to do now? What is, what's happening here? Who's oh. he going to kick in the head? I love it. I love it. I'd love to see it. Um, someone else who I'd actually quite like to see back in the Premier League is Marco Arnautovic, the loose cannon that he is. He's He's slightly crazy, isn't he? And from his time in the Premier League before... I'd just love to have him back for the shithousery that he brings. But unfortunately, (laughs) West Ham have sadly refused the opportunity to re-sign him. He's been playing out in China um, and and just a China. Do you like the way I said that? China. (laughs) Um, And uh, he he recently said that he underestimated the conditions out in China. He said, I was thinking, okay, I'll come here like in Europe. Let's play a game. It shouldn't be hard. And then he said, but. It was very hard. So he's clearly struggling a bit out there, Pete. 
Yeah, he, he said, uh, I underestimated the Chinese League. I was drinking Coke, Sprite, Fanta. He just started lift- listing soft <laughs> drinks he was enjoying. It's like, my God, like, you can drink all of those things. You're a professional footballer. You're loading sugar all of the time. But you just got to have a little bit of a run every now and again. I kind of missed him leaving, to be honest. He sort of slinked out the door. I thought he was still injured, if I'm completely honest. I was like, <laughs> when's he going to come back? I love that player. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I, the, the problem with him is, you know, how old is he now, 31? Like, Jorge Mourinho, back in the day when he was playing for uh, Inter, he, you know, he said he's a fantastic person. But he's got the attitude of a child, <laughs> and presumably the diet as well with all that Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a. He always came across as a bit of an Aldi Ibrahimovic. Yes, um, yeah. I, I also, I also think that list is a bit disingenuous. There, I think he's just, he's just naming the mixers, isn't he? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's why yeah. he had to clarify because he started saying I was uh, drinking a lot, uh, non-alcoholic drinks, uh, Coke, <laughs> Pepsi. I know all the names. Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy. He's, he's probably just doing a vish and trying to beg for some sponsorship deals, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He might do. He might go a bit better than that, than me. But um, <laughs> you know, Miranda, if you are listening. <laughs> oh, um, by the way, Miranda. Vish, it's um, it's Richard Dunn that has the Premier League red card record, eight red cards. I know, but he's too nice, isn't he? That's yeah. Mm. That's yeah. I, I mean, I think I think we can give it to a bigger shit than Richard Dunn because he's also <laughs> quite high on the own goals list as well, and that's kind of that's that kind of plays together as a bit of clumsiness, doesn't it? I want someone. I want. I want someone vengeful menace. and resentful to be top of that list. Yeah, <laughs> I want. I want. Um, uh, we need a new menace to society in the Premier League. That's what I'm saying. Speaking <laughs> of those dark arts, um, on the subject of loan moves, Arsenal reportedly are feeling at the moment that Atletico Madrid are purposely not playing. Lucas Torreira in order to devalue him, which would be incredible <laughs> Simeone tactics if there's any kind of truth in that, uh, Pete. <laughs> I mean, uh, for, there was times in, in his Arsenal career, Lucas Torreira seemed to be devaluing himself at times. But incredible, what an incredible <laughs> thing to level at anyone, really. I, I mean, that's an incredible <laughs> bit of work. I mean, I presume he's not like he's not on a co- like a loan contract where they have to pay only when he actually um, he dirties plays. his boots. It is just, it mm. is just. Um, um, we we want to buy him at the end of his uh, of his loan spell, uh, um, but we don't think he's that good. He's not. He's 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 a rotational squad member. That's some kind of mafioso shit, though. Like, it's mm. a lovely Lucas Torreira you have here. Be a shame if something were to happen to it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but if there's anyone that's going to do it. It's Simeone, isn't it? Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. And, and 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 what I would say on, on the subject of Simeone and just just transfers in general, if you are going to be heading um, to Europe or, or even back to the Premier League, do not post your transfer move to a WhatsApp group called Pint, uh, like uh, Kieran Trippi <laughs> obviously did it recently. The idea that anyone's in a WhatsApp group called Pint uh, is 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 just it, it 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 it's not very good, is it? It's, it's not great. No. Pint. There's no. also like just to expend, extend the um, mafioso side. Like Arsenal have dealt with Atletico Madrid before when they signed Thomas Partey, and they they barely got out of that scrap alive. Why are they going back there? <laughs> Do your business elsewhere. You know you know what they're like. You know how hard it is to deal with them. 
Oh, lovely stuff. Well, look, we'll wait and see what happens. Still a while left for this January window and all those movers and shakers to happen. Um, We're going to take a quick break, but just quickly, a little reminder for you that um, if you want to join our Patreon, we would absolutely love to have you. We know that times are a bit tough for all of us at the moment, but if you are fortunate enough to have a little bit of spare cash, why not consider becoming one of our delightful Ramble patrons? Uh, We've got tons more stuff for you to get your teeth into there you can chuck in a fiver to get our weekly ramble on show this week it's marcus luke and jim who tried and i have to say failed to settle on the best dribbled goal of all time but they also looked back on some gems while they were at it as well or for ten dollars you can get that bonus content plus all of our shows completely ad free as well so head over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble for more info All right, we'll take a quick break now. But after this, we've got more Ramble Juice. (laughs) I love that Ramble (laughs) Juice. And say respect you and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, the Football <laughs> Ramble Podcast. You know what I mean? Big up Jules, Jim, Marcus, Luke, Andy, Kate, and Fish. You know what I mean? Now you guys talk about soccer. That's a sport I love. Salute to you guys. So, for this year being so hard, we're going to celebrate for right now and kind of balance things off. When you're ready? When you're ready? Hey, yo! Well, I'm um, on the way to time, I want to be keeping you all. I got that right. Like the rich up from the stone. Oh, oh. them. That me. is sensational. Brup, brup, brup. Pete, that is the best thing that you've ever done. Well, ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the thing the thing is, I ordered that five days before Christmas, and he <laughs> did it after Christmas, which is annoying. Look, he's busy. <laughs> he's a busy man. He's I, busy recording well, all yeah, of well, those. Yeah, he, well, he literally did it ten minutes uh, before he was going to lose the money, quite frankly, and that annoyed me. Um, but, <laughs> but I think, but I think technically, uh, I think technically, because obviously we're, we're very careful uh, here at the Football Ramble uh, at HQ to not use copyrighted music. But I think technically that counts as a live session, so that can now be the theme tune to the Football Ramble. <laughs> we can just have it we can have it he did it for us it's fine that's 100% a live session a live private Sean Paul session that mm. we have forevermore to use that is just yeah. it's magic still, still that's going in our like old grey whistle test kind of section of, uh, of, of of live sessions and and yeah just and he's, he's still got pipes as well bless him absolutely how, can I can ask how much did you have to pay for that uh, it was cracking off for 200 quid are you joking? What? Football? Why did you do that? Are you serious? Pa- Patreon.com forward slash football <laughs> ramble. We need we the need money. It. I need the money. <laughs> we need it after Pete blew all the money on a Sean Paul Merry Christmas <laughs> message. Uh, I've got the HSBC card. <laughs> oh, love it. All right, let's move on. It's time for this. Just email show. Well 
I mean, after Sean Paul, I feel like the jingle needs a bit of revamping, Pete. <laughs> you can do some rapping <laughs> over the top of it. <laughs> we need it. Yeah. That'll be another 200 quid. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. From McKinley Clabow. Clabow? Clabow? I don't know. Um, after Monday's Clabow. musings or bizarre American naming customs, I thought I should uh, contribute. When I was eight years old, I really didn't like my own name. It's a lot of consonants. It's unusual. No one could pronounce my last name, like me. Uh, <laughs> no one could. Pre- uh, and I just wanted to be a Matthew, a Chris, or some other generic third grader. After a lot of uh, soul searching while staring at blades of grass at soccer practice, I told my parents that I wanted a different name. Thankfully, they weren't having any of my nonsense because the name I had chosen for myself was Bobby (laughs) Aircraft Carrier. (laughs) (laughs) This is right up your street, Pete, isn't it? You change your name every week, I swear. Well, I mean, look, I once said that my footballer name would be Paul Television Speaker. Um, so I very much, uh, you know, this gets two thumbs up from me, I think it's fair to say. Where does that come from? I don't, I think I was looking at Vish. I probably looked around the studio, I panicked, and there, um, that, that, that's how that was born, to be quite frank. Paul Television Speaker. I swear, if you were in, if you were in The Usual Suspects, they would have caught you like that, wouldn't they? <laughs> 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 Very good. Um, Bish, what else you got for us? So I've got an email here from Richard Duncombe, who, for all I know, all I know is very proud of his name. Um, on the subject <laughs> of classic football computer games, one Christmas, my dad bought me and my brother John Barnes European Football on the Amiga. Wow. In oh. the game, you could decide. You could just. Dis- I don't know. Why did I go Scottish there? You could decide. In the game. <laughs> you could decide. <laughs> In the game, you could decide to play only as John Barnes. <laughs> it was what the first is the time point of this game? <laughs> well, I think you, you could do other things, but this was just a feature of this game. Yeah. Right. It was the first time we'd seen <laughs> such a feature, and we decided it would make it more realistic as if we were actually playing for England. So to add to the realism, we went for a full 90-minute game v Romania. <laughs> We didn't want to make the opponents too good as it was our international debut after all. The game was a torrid affair which ended nil-nil with me and my brother playing 45 minutes each, not managing to get much of the ball. At the end of the game, you got a run-through of the teams. To our annoyance, it revealed that John Barnes was on the substitutes bench and we weren't controlling anyone the whole time. Why Barnes started the bet? Why Barnes oh started God. on the bench in his own game was beyond us. Perhaps show some modesty at the great man. Don't think we played it again. Oh, fantastic! That's sensational. That's so Just good. sitting there, but you're going to watch the film. You're going to watch Short Circuit. But crying out loud. <laughs> Oh god, I I am um, I kind of have sympathy with that. I um I I was quite into cricket games when I was younger. So me and my brother decided to play a test match, um, which lasts kind of six hours and then five days of six hours basically. And yeah. me and my brother, me and my brother, genuinely we were we were fielding. So it wasn't much fun. We fielded for four hours and we thought, let's stop playing this game. <laughs> let's, just, <laughs> let's treat it like Jumanji. Let's throw it into the sea and never speak of it again. <laughs> did you do, so you did a whole, a whole uh, six hours and then just gave up after the first day, effectively? Well, we did, we did until the lunch interval, um, which was <laughs> two hours, and then we took a break and we were like, I mean, we've come this far. Let's see. Like, we feel like we're making inroads. I think we only took two wickets, and then for, after another two hours, which took us through to tea, we were like, "No, nah, fuck this." 
Oh, Vish, that is a wonderful... It's like Euro Truck Simulator where you just drive across you know, to Prague from, from Paris in a truck and nothing happens, but you're doing it in real time. Lordy. Do you think you could get a, a patch update for that now after Brexit where you've got to queue up at Dover <laughs> yeah. for four hours? Just getting repeated COVID tests and watching pornography <laughs> on your smartphone. <laughs> You should. Uh, right, keep those emails coming in. As you can tell, we absolutely love hearing them. Uh, show at footballramble.com and we'll get through as many of them as we can during our shows. All right. Um, now, we always like keeping up to date with what happens to footballers after they retire. I think uh, it was last month. It might have been November or December. I can't remember when it was. We talked about the former Tottenham goalkeeper who like really quickly retired, Michael Vaughan, and opened up a barbershop. Do you remember this? Well. Recently, one of the Norwegian top flight footballers has retired to become, of all things, a halibut farmer, a fish farmer, <laughs> an actual fish farmer. Uh, his name is Ivan Ostensen. He'd notched around 47 appearances as a forward for Vikings since 2018, playing in the Norwegian top flight. But his contract was recently terminated and he decided, decided you know what, I've had enough of this. At the young age of just 27, despite the fact that there were other clubs that fancied him and, and wanted to get involved and sign him on. But he thought, you know what? No, this isn't for me anymore. I want to go and farm fish. <laughs> uh, if you were a 27-year-old footballer and had to retire fish, uh, what would you do? Uh, so I've just made some notes on this fish farmer. Um, so just bear <laughs> with me one sec. Sol Campbell. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. Right. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirk Trout. <laughs> um, you can tell where I got a bit, where I started to struggle here. Tuna Ketspire. Anyone? Oh my God. <laughs> that is tortured, Vish. That is one of Marcus's. Last but not least, Connor Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> what about Mark Fish? Vish. Oh, for fuck's sake. How did I miss Mark? Oh, you missed an obvious Mark one Anthony there, Fish. He's staring me in the. Oh, well, yeah, Mark Fish. <laughs> it's not as good as Dirk Trout, though, is it, Mark Fish? Dirk Trout no, is, uh, that's your best one in there, like that. Yeah, if I was to retire at 27, I feel like I would have put myself in the same hole that I did when I thought, you know what, it'd be a good idea to become a journalist. So <laughs> I, I would I would cling on to football like a fucking barnacle. I would do anything. I would, I would make sure they instigated that thing we talked about where you could make a pitch to be man of the match. I would be like that bloke who lies about playing football. I would be pretending to be George <laughs> Ware's cousin. You know, I'd, I'd do everything, yeah. So, mm. um, yeah, retirement at 27 doesn't appeal to me, I'm afraid. Pete, I'm not sure uh, whether I should ask you or not what you'd do at 27 if you were a retired footballer. I, do, I, do, I Look, I like the idea of fishing. I think after, how, how long would he have been in the game? 15 years? I think that's long enough to have a, to, to say you've had a good old crack at it. Um, let's try something a little bit more zen. Let's let's try something a little mm -hmm. bit more relaxing. And, and a lot of footballers do. That's what they 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 do like a bit of fishing because it is uncomplicated. You can get in. You can buy all a kit. Um, I live quite close to a canal, so like the the, the blokes with the kind of pole fishing, uh, they've got all the gear. It's incredible. They must have spent thousands mm. thousands of pounds. And what they're getting out of it is an unlovable fish that's been swimming around a, an old shopping trolley for the past, you know, two years. <laughs> so it's, it doesn't look like the most, uh, oh, uh, here you go, dear, I've, I've brought home a, a fish for us to eat. We're not eating that. You got that out of a canal. I'm not eating anything we found in a canal. It's disgusting. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be well up for a bit of fishing. 
I didn't really know that much about halibuts. The, on, the only thing that uh, I knew about them prior to this story is um, it's the one thing that's ever given me food poisoning. <laughs> I was um, <laughs> I, went, I went to a really nice restaurant once and it was actually, I was out in Vegas on holiday. Oh, remember the days of holidays, dreamland. Mm. Um, but anyway, it's quite a, quite a while ago now and we're in quite a posh restaurant and on the specials board was a bit of halibut and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll have the special fish. Why not? And I'm not joking, for two days, I puked up my guts and it was always coming out the other end, which is lovely. So both ends, uh, <laughs> delightful. <laughs> and so my only memories of halibut are that it's the most ill I've ever been until I read this story and I thought, you know what, I'm going to look up what a halibut actually looks like. They're fucking massive. They get to two metres in length. You didn't eat a two metre one, did you? That's why you got sick. no i didn't i didn't eat one that big aren't halibuts like the polish christmas um food is it isn't that isn't that what polish people eat at christmas or i'm being silly they they, they catch a halibut and they put it in the bath for a couple of days and and then and serve it for christmas (laughs) is it halibut polish polish the the polish they eat they don't eat um turkey or or, or chicken or anything they they they, they go for fish but i can't remember what fish it is it's you don't eat to email within milliseconds some bloke will be on Twitter telling me about it. So don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll be informed almost immediately. <laughs> I should I should actually know this because my I'm my, my dad's half Polish, but I've never I didn't Ask know him. about that. Ask him about his halibut encounters. And whether <laughs> I, will. You, I mean and, and what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> or goes down the drain. It doesn't anyway. stay in jewels though, does it? No, it doesn't stay no. <laughs> Everything out. Um why are you why are you going for fish on a specials menu? That's like oh. That's what? prime on the cusp of being out of date food that you find on a special <laughs> menu. Oh my really? god! Well, yeah, genuinely, fish, yeah, uh, genuinely. Specials are kind of like t- right. Yes, it's actually true. Well, after it happened, my dad. Actually, I rang my dad at the time. My dad's a chef, and I rang him at the time, and he was like, "Well, what have you eaten in the last twenty four hours?" So then I told him, and he was like were any of those things that you've eaten on the specials board? And I was like, yeah, the halibut. As I was like crying down the phone, like, and, uh, and he was like, never eat. He was like, it's very dangerous to eat fish off a specials board because the chances are it's basically what they need to get rid of in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, and then, then, yeah. then, then, then Jules did he go on to say, ah, oh, my Christmas meal. <laughs> <laughs> my delicious Christmas meal. <laughs> Do you know, Do you know what? how long it's spent in the bath? <laughs> yeah, maybe he did tell me, but maybe because I was so out of it because I was just chucking up my guts, I didn't even notice that he told me. I couldn't remember, uh, but who knows? Aww. Anyway, I'll, I'll ask him. I'll, I'll I'll drop him a text after this. Mm. Um, but there we go. A lovely bit of a fish story for you. Um, let's get on to Vish's match tonight, the Manchester <laughs> Derby. How are you feeling about it, eh, Vish? Well, you know, it's a lovely little distraction from us winning the league. So <laughs> just uh, nice to see how the other half live, isn't it, sometimes? Um, no, I'm, I'm quite, uh, yeah, just the usual, really. Excited, nervous, anxious. Um, be quite a good marker to see where United at right now because this, um, this unbeaten run they're on, about seven matches, it kind of started after the RB Leipzig capitulation. And mm. the game against Man City, I don't know if you remember it because I can understand if you cast it from your minds, but it was a draw against Man City. It was terrible. That kind of got yeah. United into it, which was diabolical, like a mm-hmm. dreadful, dreadful game. Um, I reckon this one will be a bit better, but um, yeah, I think I think it's yeah quite exciting times for for United. And um, this 
you know, th- this is probably the most accurate representation of where they are as a side, considering not just the teams that they've be- beaten and the games that they've been still a bit awkward in, but also the fact that Man City's performance against Chelsea on the weekend was frightening. So, um, yeah, I feel like already in the space of two months of playing a very different mm, team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a big week ahead, isn't it, for Manchester United, potentially reaching the League Cup final if they beat Man City tonight. Then you've got Watford in the FA Cup, potentially going further in, in that cup as well. And then in the league, you've got Burnley and then Liverpool. And if you win that match against Burnley, which I guess on paper most people would expect Manchester United to do that then going into that game against Liverpool you could be top of the league I mean that would be quite quite a turnaround and uh, quite the start to the year for Manchester United and worth pointing out as well that they are there are going to be tributes at the game tonight for Colin Bell um, this is such a sad story from yesterday the the Manchester City legend passing away um, he was instrumental in everything that City did in the sort of late 60s early 70s when they won the championship the FA Cup the League Cup and the European Cup Winners Cup and I think tonight I've heard that the Manchester City players are going to be wearing retro Man City shirts in his honour and, and to pay tribute to him and they're all going to be wearing the number eight as well. So that's a, a really lovely touch and a match that we're very much looking forward to, which Kate, uh, Vish, you're going to be back tomorrow and Luke are going to be doing a full review on tomorrow. So make sure you join them for that. That's all from us today. Pete, it's been bloody wonderful. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Vish, lovely to see you. Good luck tonight, mate. And I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Stop eating fish off special boards. Again. <laughs> never again. Never again. Thanks for listening, Ramblers. Catch you soon. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.